gotta tell you, yeah. I have been like I'm on this quest to lose twenty pounds by Pax East. So mm-hmm. we got like seven and so weeks to get there, and the first few days was not easy because you know I eat garbage like a fucking dumpster truck. Yeah. But now that I'm in the swing of things and I'm like you know eating my yogurt parfaits as you said mm-hmm. uh, or whatever you said. What did you call them? I think I called them parfaits. Farts. Par- parfaits. Okay. So I've been eating those and, like, kind of slimming down my portion sizes and stuff. And I'm, like, getting used to it. But Jen's not home tonight. So when I got home from work, I was like, you know, there's some snacks. There's some Oreos in the cabinet that haven't been touched in, you know, in a week and a half. Because, you know, all this healthy food stuff. Mm-hmm. And it took every ounce of my being to not just, like, start going ham on every snack in the cabinet. So is all this, like, at a very elaborate, ex- like alibi you have so when jen shows up and she's like where are the cookies going you're like well i didn't eat them i don't know what happened uh, listen to the podcast i said i didn't eat them no what might actually end up happening is i might you might be leaving here tonight with like snacks all right whatever i mean i know you're you're you don't care there's one of us that still doesn't care yeah. we'll see how long i can hold off doing this but i don't want to talk about snacks too much longer because we have a lot to talk about tonight including how much you hate pokemon mm-hmm. we also have a special guest But before we get there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast, a weekly show where a couple of best friends sit down and talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Lazier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Uh... I know it's a Thursday, it's the day before your birthday, you're not feeling too like, and I know this is out of the podcast routine, Mm -hmm. so are you caught off guard? How are you feeling tonight? Tired. Why are you so sleepy? Mm-mm. What did you do at work today that made you so tired? Work. What? Told someone to restart their computer? I got things to do. Shoot a few birds off of some antennas? I'm a busy guy. Alright, alright. Fair enough. Well, moving on from you, joining us this evening, you may know him from his opinions on Dual Shockers, or maybe as the number one Kingdom Hearts fan out there on these internet streets. It's, of course, the current kind of funny inner sight champion, Mr. Cameron Hawkins. Cam, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing all right. I'm hanging in there. I'm a little exhausted. I was up early today. I had to, I had to do a lot of additional things for work. So I've been up all day. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a lack of energy with just eating healthy. So yeah. we're, yeah, we're getting by. Get through that so you can later be actually healthy later <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it, it all has a purpose in the end hopefully yeah no i feel i feel you i'm uh planning on getting uh hopefully getting married in a year and i want to lose weight for that but um so but we'll see what happens yeah so. <laughs> it, it's tough but i feel like I, I i know it's only it's like a week and a half for me of like really committing to it but i, I feel like eventually there must be a point where it like snaps and mm-hmm. it's a lot easier and just feels more regular my main issue is that I'm a really picky eater, so it's hard for me to find foods that are healthy for you that I actually like. So I hope that yeah. Uh, yeah. sometime soon I can find something that uh, works in that regard, but um, yeah. as of right now, it's just like it's so hard to find food that like I like that is good for me as well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm, I'm pickier, and it's weird now that I've been like doing this, I've been eating some things that maybe I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I want, you know, cauliflower, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, whatever we're eating right now. 
uh, partially horizons. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, maybe eventually it will it'll open up to both of us enjoying things we don't normally want to eat. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not it's not easy, especially when I like to eat like burritos and and pizza and like that's what I could live off of, and that's not necessarily what I should be eating. Today at work, I actually so I. I left my office late because I don't know what's happening on that street, but there was so much traffic backed up that cars were like lined up in my own parking lot trying to oh, get out. Really? To like, yeah. I don't know what happened where, but like I was stuck in my office until like six something. Just Jesus. waiting that one out. Uh, anyway, they have a self service vending machine. And they had like one of those like pizza tear something. Like it's basically like pepperoni and cheese wrapped up in like a crust that you like rip apart and you can dip in sauce. So it's like a rolled up pizza slice? Yeah, I guess. You, you dip it in the sauce, eat it. And I was like, let me try this shit out because I got nothing else to do right now. Was it good? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And you're going to sit here rubbing pizza rolls in yeah. my face as I, I looked at it and I'm like... I'm struggling? And it says... I'm like, withering away right now? It said like <laughs> right on the on like the plastic wrap, it's like in big big letters like calories 660 i'm like i'm pretty sure that's like not good that's what people keep telling me i'm like fucking this seems like i want to try this well i mean you, get, you only live once mike yeah. <laughs> so before we get into some of the the bigger topics for the evening in case our listeners are not familiar with who you are or maybe some of your opinions to kind of flesh out that what what are some of like your favorite games just in general that way People can okay. kind of see where your opinions are at. And, just and... favorite games or like favorite franchises, because you know, because I can differ. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's do both. Let's see, let's let's okay. see how they differ. Uh, so like favorite games, uh, Kingdom Hearts to Final Mix, my favorite game of all time. Uh, shortly followed by that is Mass Effect Two. I'm wearing Mass Effect shirt right now. Hell yeah. Um, I love Mass Effect. Um, Mass Effect's my jam. Did you like Andromeda? Uh, I like yeah, I did. Um, I think that, like, obviously there were some technical issues that it had. Um, but I think the main reason why people were disappointed is because they wanted it to be just a new trilogy when mm-hmm. it wasn't the case from the get go. It's like this is an exploration game. This isn't yeah, you know. And I think that people just kept thinking that that wasn't going to be the case for some reason um yeah. so when they got the end product they were disappointed like yeah there were those things that made um that makes mass effect like the franchise that it is in andromeda but like from what people really wanted which was like a new story with like you know um and things like that like that wasn't the goal the goal was to colonize in the andromeda galaxy so yeah um I think, yeah, I think um, it gets a lot of hate. I think it's a solid 8 out of 10 game. Like, do I think it's amazing? No, but, yeah. like, I, it was definitely good enough where I wanted to finish and see where everything went. Like, um, I'm, I, re- I kind of hope that they don't move forward with that story, though. Like, I feel like it didn't, uh, that, I think that, that was the weakest part was the story. Um, yeah. And I hope that whatever their Bioware is working on next. Hopefully one, I hope that EA gives them the time that they need to make that game. Absolutely. Don't force them to make it on frostbite because that game is not like those type of games are not meant for that engine. Yeah. Like 
yeah that's something that really fascinates me with ea is like i don't know why they let respawn do whatever they want mm-hmm. and then with all their other properties they like make them use that stupid engine that's meant for first person shooters i'm i'm hoping that with like how their year has been where it's anthem which was like mm-hmm. going into 2019 i was was one of my most anticipated games i oh, couldn't 100%. wait for anthem and 100%. then it just did not did not it didn't... the the gameplay i thought was pretty solid no I yeah i think had... i think what they had there was like was promising it's just they didn't have enough time to get the, like enough content out there yeah because ea's like oh we need to meet a quota and exactly yada, yeah. yada, yada. so that sucks um other games um uh pokemon crystal is like top number three for me um uh final fantasy 7 top five um and then um i think the five is either like i think it's the i think it's the wolf among us i think so the wolf okay. among us. yeah that's that's in my top 10 for cer- for certain other franchises i just like like i'm kingdom hearts mass effect pokemon love those final fantasy love it um assassin's creed big assassin's creed fan of that franchise um uh borderlands i love the borderlands franchise so those are like you know uh ones some, worth some of the name the marquee. yeah um cool so i know i know if you want to go to dual shockers you actually have your top 10 games of 2019 up there yeah i do um but for people who haven't seen that yet mm-hmm. do you is is your list accurate is that like your definitive number one game for 2019 is yes, uh the Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead the final se- uh the final season. Yeah, that's my number one game of this year. Without I uh, I enjoyed the first few or uh, it's split, right? The the one that just finished, that is like a separate you play as um what's your Clementine? Face? Yeah, you play as Clementine. It's like two separate like stories. Like the first story ends and then there's a new set of chapters for Clementine, right? Uh no, so there's so there's the first so there's four seasons in the game of the, of the series. Uh, the first one's the one you know that blew up where you play as Lee and you're protecting Clementine, and then the second season Lee. is uh you play as Clementine like shortly after everything that happened. She's like probably like a a year older, um and she like finds a new group and things like that, and that's where she meets. That's how she uh gets. Uh, AJ, who is the little boy that you helped protect in the final season. Mm. Um, the third season, you play as um, I forgot the guy's name, um, but it's a new character and it's kind of like its own story that like implements Clementine into it. And um, and then the final season is where it's Clementine and AJ, which is kind of like a re- it's like kind of like a reprise of the first season. Okay, um, in a sense. Yeah. I, I, I must have fallen out in the second or third season. I, I need to revisit that, too, because that's, that's, like, the first season of that blew me away when it first came yeah. out. Like, I was like, wow. And, and I think it's, uh, like, you know, one of my many hot takes. I think the final season might, like, I, I, I'm not 100% certain, but I think the final season, I think, is better than the first season. Interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of what why people really appreciate that game was during its time, but I think that the final season does a lot of what I think made the first season really special, but did it better. Um, so, okay. you know, uh, yeah, I think that game is incredible. Um, yeah, just absolutely incredible. It, it made me feel like so many different emotions while playing through that game. 
um that mm-hmm. i haven't experienced in a video game in a very long time yeah um, which is high so praise because i feel like a like, lot of how please go ahead go ahead Oh, uh, I was going to say, it, it, that seems like very high praise because it seems like a lot of the franchises and games you mentioned is like your favorite of all time are like big stories, big narratives, like memorable characters and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so Which putting is what, that... like, uh, we were discussing Game of the Year for Dual Shockers, and that's what someone said that like I feel that they think that I feel like that I uh, am more drawn toward, towards narratives. And that's not, I don't think that's particularly the case. I just like, if you're gonna tell me a story, then tell me a good story. Like, don't like, don't half-ass it. Yeah. So, um, for so for me, like, they just happen to be like, in my opinion, these games that have, in my opinion, some of the best video game stories. Like, I think The Wolf Among Us has the best ending to a video game period that I've played. I have n- like just completely blown, like, blew me away. Like, I was like doing research after after the ending of that game. I'm just like, what? Who? tell me everything like because because when i first finished it i didn't fully understand the ending yeah so i had to look it up and then once i found out i was just i was just like blown like my like fall out of my chair like what the hell um so i own it and i have never played it i need to i need to get on that dude i like seriously i can't even tell you because because you know how um you know you asked me to be on uh some of those pax east panels when mm-hmm. you told me like uh, when you told me a game that deserves a sequel or you want to see a sequel, first game in mind was like Wolf Among Us. Like, give me Wolf Among Us two because it yeah. was in that time in between where the second one got you know the fallout happened with Telltale, and mm-hmm. the it it wasn't reannounced yet. So like, and then when it was reannounced, I'm like, well, I don't know what yeah. I'm gonna say now <laughs> if, if uh, <laughs> that panel gets approved because uh, that was like my top one. I'm like. Yeah, Among Us too for sure. So, and especially with like the state that Telltale was in, it seemed pretty unlikely that we would get mm-hmm. something from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm glad that it's coming back, and it looks like it's gonna be taken care of in the right hands. So, that's really cool. I'm really excited about that. But, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, Walking Dead was my game of the year. Um, other games like really worth playing that a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people that I feel like some people uh, haven't really uh, known about or uh, taken the chance to play um baba is you is a really great puzzle game yeah um creature could in the you, well could you finish baba is you i got probably like three quarters of the way and i'm just not smart enough it's one of those games that i want to finish uh yeah. it's just while it is like really great for what it is it's it, it was um i bought it and played it during the time where i was trying to play catch up before game of the year discussions yeah so once i played it i played it for like maybe five hours i'm like i know what this game is it's great. It's definitely on my top ten, but I gotta move on to other things. So yeah. I will get back to it eventually. Um, but that's just where I'm at uh, with that game right now. Um, another great game, Creature in the Well, is a great indie game um, where you basically you're like this robot, and your puzzle the puzzles are like pinball related. Mm-hmm. So there are bumpers, and like you have to like knock out all the bumpers within a certain time to progress to the next door, and like things like that. It's really uh a very quaint experience but i thought the art style was really beautiful and the aesthetic and invi- like the aura that that game portray- uh portrays i think is really uh well done so i'm i'm looking forward to whatever because that that game was made by two people so, i know yeah so um yeah it was basically like one guy did the art and then the other guy did everything else so yeah. um i I, uh, I hope to see those two do more things something else future. yeah 
Yeah. No, they. Uh, I, I first played it at PAX East last year, and I was like, this game is incredible. And then as soon as it came out, like I, I played through it on my Switch, and then it's on Game Pass, and I was like, well, I'm gonna get these achievements and play this again, and have an excuse to play it again because it's it was so good. And I, I really feel like no one is talking about that game. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't lie, like I got, I, I knew about it because of propaganda. Really, that was like the main yeah. reason because they were helping publish that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, great game, definitely worth playing. It's on Game Pass, like you said, it's on Switch as well and PC. So, um, definitely, if you're listening to this, uh, definitely check it out. It's like a four hour game, max, yeah, like super short experience, but super great, but super um, satisfying. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, and then I'm trying to think about what else that just really stuck out. Um, I don't even remember my top 10 right now. Oh, uh, what about you? Talk, talk to me about some of the games you love. Uh, from last year, uh, um, for me, like if I had to say yeah. my definitive game of the year, it, it, it's tough, and we kind of we went over this extensively, all of us. But uh, like probably the single most game that impacted me the most last year was was Sinar Wild Hearts. Like that game, it, for some reason, like it's not a long game. It's not like a crazy like difficult game i mean if you want to like get high scores and 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 push for you know top scores it can it has some legs and it can you know really offer you a lot there but it Mm -hmm. just what it was trying to do which was be a playable pop album it nailed that and Mm -hmm. it like it just connected with me i love music too so it's just it connected with me on like a super deep level and uh you know i still literally while we were waiting for you to to uh to come on today we were literally listening to the soundtrack like waiting because it's just i listen to it almost daily yeah no sayonara wild hearts was uh great uh it was it just missed my top 10 list um mainly because i feel for me it's kind of like a one and done game like yes i experienced this game like in the way that and listen to this music in the way that these developers wanted me to Mm-hmm. But if I ever like, if I ever interact with this game again, it'll be by like listening. Yeah. Um. And I'm not saying like you know, and that's just like one factor. It's just like it, you know what this game is, and you know what you're getting out of it, and that's kind of that's kind of it. So it's kind of like that short-lived experience in that sense, uh, from a game standpoint. Yeah. Which is why I just missed my list. Um. But I definitely agree. Like it, like objectively, I think it was like. I think it was one of the best games of last year, like top five, like, because mm-hmm. when we were discussing our game of the year stuff, I think it was like out of the lists that we had chosen, I think it was like number three or four out of the games, like, oh, wow. of, of, of like what I, for me, like of what I would have voted for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, um, fortunately, most of the other group didn't feel the same way, but yeah, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but another game that uh, is really, really good and like just not enough people have played it is indivisible um that's been on my radar and i, and I think it's mm-hmm. on switch now i believe uh, no it's not on switch yet oh it's, it's not out on, on switch yet okay that that's something that's been on my radar and i'm like i but i know it's one of your top games so why don't you you can speak about it i guess yeah no it's um so it's from um lab zero games they make uh they made Skullgirls, and uh they made this game it's like a 2d platformer and then there's actual combat in between like turn-based combat in between um that is completely um seamless like there's no loading screen or anything like that you just go into battle which is really cool okay and it's um 
the gameplay is very reminiscent of Valkyrie Profile, which was a JRPG on the PSP, where each character is assigned one of the face buttons, and you you like so if you want to use a specific character, that that's the face button that you use, and then there's an actual like um, move list for each character, which okay. is main, and you basically uh, using the characters that you meet, which there's a vast variety uh, that all of that do like different things and uh really unique character uh mm-hmm. well-crafted character um that you can like combo the enemies and you know like uh a bit like a character that i really like to use a lot was a character who she used uh she was able to uh her hair is like a source of water and okay. she uses her hair to attack enemies with the water and like the thing that's cool is like it the, once she does the attacks, there'll be puddles on the ground, and if the enemy runs over the puddle, the puddle while you're while they're trying to attack you, they take damage. Okay, that's pretty cool. And then if you if if uh, an ally goes across that puddle of water while they're trying to attack, they get healed. Oh. So it's so really it, just like kind of kind of that unique experience, yeah, yeah. like like uh, mechanics that that characters uh, some characters have. That's pretty good. It adds a lot of depth to the combat. Exactly, exactly. So there and there with there being so many different characters to choose, like you can play through this game numerous times and like make different teams and and see like how you want to like, you know, form your team. And another guy that's really cool, uh, just from a backstory standpoint, is that he's like this ex mercenary that was like betrayed by his like best friend. And mm-hmm. he has a uh bayonet uh revolver of sorts. And uh, he he always leaves one bullet for that guy in case he ever runs into him, so he can kill him. So That's like, <laughs> so when he uses, so when he shoots his gun, you'll see the chamber pop up on screen, and all the bullets are the same color except for the one on the very bottom, which is red and has a V, which is like the 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 dude he's trying to kill's name, like the mm-hmm. first initial showing like this this bullet is meant for him it's really cool cool. it's just like it's like those type of things that just like really make that game stand out it's really charming um yeah i just think it was really great um i think it just i just think it works it succeeds like there's nothing that like is what like wow because of this game i just think Mm -hmm. that everything that it does it does it it does it's it's in its favor like it, it just works like yeah it doesn't deteriorate the experience or like hinder the experience make it seem like a drag like everything that this game tries to do works um so i think it's a really great game and it's, and it's also it's a double a game so it's like you know 40 dollars i think uh yeah something 30 dollars like maybe so it was, it was on sale on black friday for like 15 dollars and i yeah, didn't and it's, get it because i was waiting for the it, switch version and it's a lengthy experience it's like 20 to 25 hours like yeah it's really good um it's totally so, worth it I really liked it, and uh, I hope more people play it. So, before we uh, move into some of the bigger topics, I know you're a big movie guy. At least yeah. that's what, that's what it appears online that you're a big yeah. movie guy. Yeah, I, I am a big movie guy. I just uh, I don't think I don't think this year was that great movie wise. Person. Okay. What so. what were uh, do you have any opinions on the Golden Globes or, and or any movies that were like hit hit you hard last year or? Yeah, um, I 
I thought the Golden Globes was uh, fine. Um, I know that like Ricky Gervais is getting a lot of back uh, backlash regarding the joke that he made, but they were jokes. That's what yeah. they were. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I- I'm just like, these are jokes. Like, he's he like the entire gag from the beginning is like, okay, he's hosted the show five times. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, and then I feel like just... that's par for the course with him. That, like, yeah, you, you know what you're getting with him. Yeah, exactly. So I was just, I don't. I, I love Ricky Gervais. I think he's funny. Like, I really yeah. do. I, I like that dry humor. Like, you know, I, I'm British. Like, I'm British. My mom's British. I grew up in a British household. Like, I that's just my type of humor, I guess. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. Um, so, but yeah, the Golden Globes was cool. Um, I'm, I'm more looking to the Oscars. Like, I love the Oscars. Like, I make sure that I'm off on the Oscar, Oscar night. Like, I make <laughs> yeah. sure, like, it is my favorite. It is my Super Bowl. Like when the when Oscars come around, I'm like, oh boy, it is time. So nice. um, even though I don't, do you, do you do like a bracket or anything? Like try to. Predict I make predictions. Stuff? Yeah. I make predictions. Yeah. Um, nor like it's kind of hard though because sometimes you're just like, okay, should I make a prediction list of like what I want to win or what what I think is going to win? Because, yeah. You know, uh, sometimes they don't intertwine. But yeah, no. Um, I'm excited for the Oscars. Um uh but movies movies that i really liked last year um i think i think the best film of last year just like objectively is parasite that, okay. that i've that, that i've seen there's still a couple that i i, I haven't gotten to see yet but parasite was the one that was just like wow <coughs> this is such a well-crafted film um my favorite film is uh which oh uh, sp- speaking of which if you don't know what parasite is um it's it's a foreign film that's uh it's all in korean and it's about this really poor family in South Korea that um are able to con their way into working for this uh wealthy family okay and they all pretend that they are acquaintances with each other but not actual family members and they each do a specific role in the house so like the son who's the first one that gets into the house because they have a friend who who uh, was the English tutor for uh, the the daughter of the family? Um, he's moving. He's going to school. Like he's going to college. So he asks him, um, the main character, the son of the family, to uh, to do the job in in place of him because he's because he's leaving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then he's like, "Oh, I know a." He finds out that uh, the son of the family, who's a lot younger, is really into art. He's like, "Oh, I know a perfect person that can teach your son." art and stuff like that and then he gets a sister involved and then it's like oh you need a chauffeur god has got the dad involved and they you know but they don't the family doesn't know that they're related yeah so it's really crazy uh in that sense and they just basically take advantage try to take advantage of the family and that's all i can really say uh because that's not even like what makes that movie like insanely good uh but that's like the main premise. That's not really a spoiler. Um, I don't. If you're thinking, oh, he went way too deep into what this movie is, that's no, no. <laughs> There's okay. much more to it than that. Um, so definitely watch Parasite if you haven't seen that movie. Um, it's great. I really hope it gets nominated for Best Picture because it deserves it. It's just really hard because it's a foreign film to break that barrier. Yeah. Uh, I think the last time that happened was like a, a French film, or I think called like Amour from like five or six years ago, that got nominated for Best Picture. Um, I, but I think you uh, might be right. I feel like I've seen the cover of that Blu-ray like a million times, and it's like yeah. oh, like all these awards. It's like I think it's like a green cover and it has like a, a woman on it. 
Yeah, it's a, an yeah. elderly woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Parasite's so. great, but my favorite film of this year, like that, I just enjoyed watching a lot, was um, The Art of Self Defense, which is this movie with Jesse Eisenberg, and it's basically a film about uh stereotypes behind masculinity and like what okay. makes you masculine, what makes you a man, that type of thing. And he's like, you know, it's Jesse Eisenberg. He's like a more feminine like man. Mm-hmm. He uh he's an accountant for this uh, you know, that's what he does. He has a wiener dog for a pet. He lives by himself, you know. Um he he lives a very introverted life. And then one day when he like goes to uh buy dog food at the local market down the street where he just walks there he gets mugged and so he decides to he like comes across this karate training place um and he ends up starting to take karate lessons to try and become more you know quote-unquote masculine um and that's it's a dark comedy it's really funny um i really enjoyed it um i'm not like you know uh i don't think it per se is like oscar worthy quote unquote but mm-hmm. uh, i think it was the most like the most fun i had in a theater like I, that i enjoyed i i really like this so um that's definitely uh worth watching if you haven't seen that either and then another film that just really like spoke to me uh was the farewell with aquafina the farewells on my list i need to watch that movie yeah that movie is that movie made me like weep like weep cry uh oh my god i it, it, it's really it's really rough and the main premise of that film is like it's aquafina uh playing um you know a character and then the family finds out that they're uh that her grandma's dying of cancer mm. and no and they're they've been hiding the information from her so everyone knows but her and they make uh, a front of aquafina's cousin getting married um, to give them a reason to go to Shanghai to to like say their goodbyes to her, but she, mm-hmm. you know, she again like she thinks that they're just here for a wedding and all that jazz. <laughs> and there are so many like just powerful moments um, in that film that just like just hurt. It was just really emotional. Um, so yeah, those those were probably like my two favorite films: Art of Self Defense and The Farewell. But yeah, the the farewell like I I. I have no problem enjoying the fact that movies or games or any anything that can like make me cry. That's like that's where I want to be. I don't like yeah like scary movies or really thrillers too much. But like mm-hmm. if it's like a popcorn movie like The Avengers or something, I'm all on board. Or if it's like something that's gonna make me cry, I'm sign me up. I'm ready to go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for for me, outside of like. Marvel films and stuff. It was it was probably Marriage Story for me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I still need to see that. I don't know if like I'm still trying to parse out if the movie itself like or the story is like. I think what makes that movie so good for me is that Adam Driver and and um, Scarlett Johansson are like phenomenal acting in that film, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Laura Dern and and Ray Liotta also do a fantastic job. It's just like a really good cast of of people in the shot the some of the scenes are just very long so it's like you can tell that like they're in this room just like pouring it out in what they're doing it, it's it, it's pretty remarkable I, I enjoyed it i wouldn't i don't know if i'd recommend watching it with your significant other or not but it is a it is a good movie okay 
Yeah, that's um, that's a, yeah. That and the Irishman are like the two ones on Netflix that I I really need to watch before um, the Oscars um, come around. There's a couple of uh, others that I've uh, missed as well. Like I didn't see Queen and Slim um, yet. I didn't see the the Mr. Rogers one with Tom Hanks. I haven't seen that yet either. Yeah. Um, but those are probably going to be in the discussion somewhere when it comes mm-hmm. to the Oscars. Um, I do want to see Uncut Gems, and I haven't seen it. I don't know. Oh, Uncut Gems is phenomenal. Really? I've yes. heard. I've heard like either. I've heard people on either side of it. It's either like they love it, or they were like, "Man, it was whatever." Did you see it, Mike? No. I I I feel like more people, or I, I guess I feel like the from the people that I trust their movies opinions, more people have liked it than have not. So it's, I'm it's feeling very, good about it. Yeah, it's very stress induce inducing. Um. But, like, man, Adam Sandler, like, don't get me wrong, like, Joaquin Phoenix was phenomenal as Joker, but, like, if I could pick, like, who would be the best, who would get the best actor Oscar, for me, it would be Adam Sandler, just because, one, it's Adam Sandler, like, people, like, like, just associate him so much with, like, shitty movies that, like, (laughs) they forget that he's actually a phenomenal actor if Mm -hmm. he tries and he's given the right script, and just everything that he does, like, the movie's so stressful the entire time, but and then he's just super calm and optimistic, which makes it even more unsettling. Okay. And it's just, man, it's so good. I, I really like I hope he at least gets nominated. I like at the very, very least, just give him a nomination because he deserves at least that. But if it was if it was my choice, I would give him the Oscar. Like he just like was so convincing in everything he was doing. Hmm. So I think they ha- they stand a good chance of at least getting the nom just because uh, I-, I feel like I've only I've- I feel like the the press around it is like majority good yeah so I-, yeah. I feel like at the very least he'll get a nomination um, but I-, I don't know I'm I'm kind of part of me is kind of surprised that Joaquin won the Golden Globe because I don't I don't know like I- it was good like it was very good but I personally thought Adam Driver like was like absolutely unreal in the matter in marriage story and not that joaquin wasn't good it was just i was kind of shocked that that he won it over everyone else Mm -hmm. um which i don't know if that'll be the same for the oscars i feel like i feel like it won't yeah well we'll see um i really don't i I really don't know i feel like a lot of I, i i think similarly to games this year movies are very all over the place where there's like groups that love a bunch of different films for for uh like in the same category for different reasons so like mm-hmm. it's going to kind of like be like a split vote situation if that makes sense yeah um, no that makes sense and then something else might come end up swinging in because of that yeah exactly like like if if Joaquin and Adam were like the the front runners for best actor and because it's so split, Adam Sandler wins or something like that. Uh, hypothetically, uh, I could see that happening. So, mm-hmm. movies. I need to watch more movies. That's part of part of uh, what what the next topic we'll move into is is gaming or nerd related New Year's resolutions. Because I put myself onto some last year, and it and it benefited me for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those being like, I feel like everyone that does this, like the backlog is a problem. Like, there's just so much 
that I need to play that I have or need to play that I have that I don't have and then on top of everything that's coming mm-hmm. out throughout the year I forced myself to keep a running list of everything that I play and everything that I finish that way I can like look at the list and force myself to be like all right like I'm playing you know more games but I'm also finishing more games because I'm keeping myself to this list of trying to to roll credits on a lot more games than I normally do because I I play so many games every year but like there's so many that I just never get to the end of it. I'm like, all right, I've played enough to have an opinion on this game. Unless it, like, knocks out of the park, sometimes I just never go back to them. Um, mm-hmm. So for going into 2020, do you have any, like, gaming or nerd-related resolutions that you're trying to hold yourself to for the year? Yeah, I really want to play through the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I uh, it's, one of those, a... it's one of those that, like, ever since I've gone in the... I mean, like, I, I followed, like, kind of funnies from, like, from day one, but it wasn't mm-hmm. until two years ago where I really, like, embedded myself with the people in the community. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it feels like that's, like, the big one where I'm just, like, I just completely have not, haven't had really any experience with. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Ground Zeroes, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but outside of that, I really haven't played any of that, of that franchise. And I just, like, kind of want to... I kind of want to just understand the yeah. hype around that series and around Kojima in general. Um, I kind of wrote about that like when I was talking about my honorable mention for Death Stranding. Like, they're, they're like, I, I love that game, but I also hate it at the same time. So I'm kind mm. of being tortured. Like, it feels like I'm being tortured when I'm playing it, but it's like the good type of torture. So okay. like, it's, it's like that, sa- that weird satisfaction where like, I feel like I'm being... Like, the things of, like, oh, here's a delivery in the wind cave again, and it's just, like, I hate you for making me have to go back there, but I want the delivery because I want the yeah. stupid star because I love delivering packages. I love exploring <laughs> this world. So it's just, like, the, that kind of, like, 50-50 that I feel when I play that game that it just feels like glorified torture to me. Mm-hmm. Um, And then also, like, I just, I always hear about how convoluted metal gear and metal gears uh story is and how it's executed where like three is like a prequel to one and like all this stuff i'm like okay so it feels like that kojima is very similar to like tetsuya nomura who makes kingdom hearts but for some reason nomura gets praised for everything he does while nomura gets shit on and i'm just like this doesn't make sense to me yeah (laughs) so so it it just sounds it just feels really hypocritical i'm like how can you guys like this guy for doing these things but this other guy who's doing the exact same things oh no he's garbage it's just like <laughs> i like i hate it i hate it as a as a kingdom hearts fan i'm mean, like i hate it so much i just don't get it so so kingdom hearts for me is like one of those uh, like gaps in my history of gaming where like mm-hmm. i've always been on the fringe of like i like i like jrpgs i like what's going on there i like disney stuff like Everything about this is, I like it. I think part of it was um, that it's so, for for a lot of its history, like, aligned with Sony. And not that I don't own PlayStation consoles and, and play on them, but I think part of it is, is there. Mm-hmm. But then for some reason, I just, growing up, because uh, I don't, the first Kingdom Hearts probably came out in the late 90s. 2002, I think. 2002. 2001. So, so, yeah, so then we would have been how old? Like... 13 13 so i mean 
not no disposable income kind of just like at the mercy of what i'm able to get or play or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was just never something that found its way uh i grew up with two brothers so it was like no one else was playing those types of games so it was like they, they just never found their way into my house um so those were like that's one of the franchises that's like i eventually want to get into that and check it out because i feel like there are things there i'll like um but it's funny that you said that because it's like uh so much of the conversation around kingdom hearts from anyone who or what it seems like from anyone that doesn't play kingdom hearts is is negative well, kingdom hearts is just a you you have to have a whiteboard and all these strings across to know what the story is and all this stuff you don't <laughs> like if you just pay attention it's not that like here's here's the thing like when people say like it's like super convoluted, I won't deny that it's convoluted. It is convoluted to a degree, but if you just it's just out of order. And if you put the pieces together, it's right there in front of you. It's not like anything that's incredibly hard to understand. Like yeah. I don't I don't I don't know. It's just like those type of criticisms. I'm just like you either haven't played the game or you've played the game and you weren't paying attention because it's right there. Like yeah. Um. And, so and, and I some, go ahead. Uh, so I have, I picked up Kingdom Hearts 3 because I got okay. it cheap, but I haven't started yet. Yeah. Would you suggest as, as the mayor of Kingdom Hearts yes, that... Yes, you, you play through the entire series, yes. So I should wait. I should not yes. start 3. Okay. 100%. 100%. You're doing yourself a disservice if you, uh, if you don't play through the series first. And look, like, not every Kingdom Hearts game is great. Like, there's actually, like, one or two that are just not good. You know what I mean? But, um... But like the thing is, and, and I would and I would try and prioritize that not just because I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan, but also because some of the games, more important, most importantly, Kingdom Hearts One is starting to show age pretty hard. Yeah. Like even even with the remat like the remasters, um, it's rough. Like it's okay. pretty rough. Um, and that's uh, and that's coming from someone who's played the game numerous times. Um, so but Kingdom Hearts Two, when you get to Kingdom Hearts Two. Man, that game has aged like fine wine. Like okay. that game right. still plays phenomenally. It's still like the remaster. It like yeah, it looks like a PS2 game, but it still looks great for it being a PS2 game. If that makes sense, like it yeah. still looks really good. Um, the combat is my favorite in any video game. Like it it evolves so well, and it's just so satisfying. And man, like I Kingdom Hearts two, like I don't know. And it just like a lot of the criticisms of Kingdom Hearts three, like oh, it's just Kingdom Hearts gameplay again. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a Kingdom Hearts game. What, yeah. Like, what do you what do you want? What do you yeah. expect? Like, this is what people like. This is what we wanted. Like, this is what fans of the series wanted. We want more Kingdom Hearts. We want more of the same gameplay because back on PS2 and Kingdom Hearts two, it was phenomenal, and it still is. Like in Kingdom Hearts three, like the gameplay is great. It's a little bit easy, and there are some changes that they made from two that i wish they didn't or they at least added it on top of what they made in kingdom hearts 2 yeah but it's still like it's still great like kingdom hearts 2 is still in my opinion the uh, the pinnacle of the series in about every every way but it's still like really good yeah you know so i I wonder if a lot of the discourse around kingdom hearts comes from the fact that it takes like it uses Disney properties, so there's probably people yeah. who don't care about JRPGs or Final Fantasy type games or whatever, but they want to like it because it has Disney stuff. But it's not something that speaks to them. 
Like, if it didn't have the Disney side of it, obviously it would be a completely different story and game. But, like, if you were to remove those elements, I would imagine it lines up more with, like, a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and, like, because the thing that is annoying is that people are, like, uh, after Kingdom Hearts 3, they're, like, just get rid of the Disney stuff and, like, make, like, just continue with the original characters. I'm like, no, that's not what Kingdom Hearts is. Kingdom Yeah. Like, Kingdom Hearts wouldn't be Kingdom Hearts without the Disney stuff. Like, you know. That would and... be like taking Smash Brothers and taking out all of the Nintendo characters and just making, yeah, like, an ex- original roster. Yeah, exactly. And it's just. It wouldn't be the same. It's silly. Like, I don't know. I just feel like most people that, not all, but, like, most people who talk about Kingdom Hearts say it very ignorantly like just uneducated they're just uneducated and they yeah they just haven't you know it's like if you literally take five seconds to look into things like you'll understand this or that or whatever it may be so um you know um definitely play through that series because it's really good and there's like a lot of unique um like uh kingdom Hearts chain of memories which would be the game you would play after kingdom Hearts one like as a really cool deck system that they implement even though it's still like real-time action but it, it, and, it, and it's like it, that's a really cool uh battle mechanic that they did for that game and it also fits the narrative of the game too which makes it even cooler um, are are all of those games included on the the, the collection the story so yeah far? so if you get the story so far um it'll come with everything the only thing that the only two games that it doesn't come with and it's just the cutscenes is 358 over two days and recoded which are both on the nintendo ds okay so you can play those games i actually recommend playing through all the games for better or worse just to say hey i played them okay um but if you choose not to those are the two that i'd say you wouldn't have to play them like you wouldn't you wouldn't be missing out on a whole lot if you weren't playing okay um so so yeah um but yeah uh kingdom Hearts one's on there kingdom Hearts two's on there birth by sleep uh dream drop the the main ones are all on there for sure interesting i mean it's definitely something that's that's been on my list for a while so mm-hmm. i i'm i believe i don't know if they put a date on it but i'm pretty sure that the the story so far is finally coming to xbox this year or it's, yeah. it was announced for Xbox at least. Yeah, it is, and it gives me a reason to play through the series again because <laughs> I've been like I I never thought it would I would see the day. Like I I I remember wanting it to be on Xbox so bad because I moved I moved from PS2 to 360, and you know I stuck with Xbox uh, this generation as well. I still have a PlayStation, and you know I got I played through it on PlayStation. It's just uh, I I don't know. I've always wanted those games on Xbox because that's like. That's like uh, my gaming home now. So yeah, and, the same for me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I uh, I'm glad that's coming, and I, uh, I really hope a lot of people uh, end up playing it. Cause yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm planning on just like streaming through the entire series. Oh, nice. Uh, once it comes out, because uh, I really want to play through um, Kingdom Hearts two, level one, no equipment, which is like the hardest way to beat that game. So okay. So you're gonna um, put yourself to how many times have you beaten Kingdom Hearts two? Oh God, like at least twenty. Jeez, how at long? Least. How long is it typically? Like uh, thirty to forty hours. So that's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. Each Kingdom Hearts game is around thirty hours of okay. the main of the main lines. So, um, yeah. The, the best case scenario for me would be if 
they announced at least the story so far to come to the Switch, because then I could be playing it all the time, and I could bang it out a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if Kingdom Hearts three would ever go to the Switch, but I feel no. like the no the story way. so far could run on the Switch. Um. Yeah, I think I think all those games could run the. I think all those games could run the Switch, because I mean, like, uh, Dream Drop was a 3DS game, mm-hmm. so that definitely can run. I think the only two factors that they're looking that they would have to look into is Kingdom Hearts one and two. Everything else could definitely run on Switch. For sure, I, I don't. But yeah, I don't know about the other two. I'm sure they can. Yeah, but I, I bet they'd be able to. That would be ideal because I, I, I spend too much time. I'll, I'll be like playing Xbox all night. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to bed. But I'll take my Switch into bed and I'm like up for two yeah. more hours on my Switch. Yeah, for sure. It happens happens far too often. <clears throat> um. So moving on to the Pokemon Direct that was today. It's funny that we got a Pokemon Direct today because. Last episode, um, we had Lily Zaldivar and Grayson Morales on, and we were, we were majoritively talking about how what our predictions were for an upcoming Nintendo Direct. Turns out, of all things, it's a Pokemon Direct, which I still think we'll get a traditional Nintendo Direct in the next week or two, especially with yeah. like Tokyo Mirage Sessions dropping, which I know you're a big fan of. Um, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm playing through that right now for a review, but I I can't say anything more than that right now. Yeah, I can't. I cannot wait for it to come out because that's like the closest we're ever gonna get to Persona Five on Switch. I'm sure. Um, it's it's but, better than it's better in some ways. <laughs> yeah, no, I can I, mean, I can it, say that. I can say that because it was on the Wii U, so I can say that it's like, in my opinion, I think that Tokyo Mirage Sessions has the best combat system of an Atlas game that I've played. Like it, I might it I might be so on board good. with you there. Yeah, I, so. You never played it, right? No. Are you interested in picking this up? Yeah, maybe. I think you should. I, one of the things that... I didn't finish it on the Wii U, and I'm so happy that it's coming to Switch so I can play through this game all the way, but one of the things that this game... I mean, Atlas games tend to do... Well, at least Persona 5 did this really well, and some other Persona uh, Atlas games do it well as well, but the just everything about how this game presents itself with like its menus and just everything about it is, oh my god, it's... It's like unmatched. It's so good. Like it's it's so good. Oh so man. I got oh Mike, I can't wait. This even the pause screen, like just when you pause it, it, it is better than most games. Just cause when you pause it. Mm. Um yep. Yep. but moving on from that, uh we did get a Pokemon Direct today. And I don't know what you were expecting going into it. Like what what Based on what we saw and what, what you were going into expecting, did it, like, meet or exceed so, your expectations? or? So, objectively, I thought it would be uh, just, you know, more stuff regarding Sword and Shield, uh, okay. which, is what, which is what we got. Um, outside of that, like, I was thinking we would get something about Pokemon Home, which we did as well. Mm. Um, and then maybe something about Pokemon Sleep, because we haven't heard about anything about that in a minute. Yeah. Um. Or like something about how Pokemon Go is gonna connect to Sword and Shield for an event, or mm-hmm. like you know, like oh, Galarian Pokemon are now in Pokemon Go, or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was definitely expecting more mobile than anything else. That's what I was thinking going into it—that we mm-hmm. get more mobile news or or just other smaller things. Yeah, but ideally, I wanted a Pokemon Pinball. Like, ugh, I want Pokemon Pinball so bad. 
Pokemon. So bad. Pokemon Pinball was my jam back in the day. That was like one of the few uh, games that had like a rumble cart. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had one since 2003, I think. We have since the Ruby and Sapphire one, and I'm just like, why can't why can't we get another one? Like, what what is stopping Game Freak yeah. or the Pokemon Company from giving us another Pokemon Pinball? There's like 800 plus Pokemon now. Like, do you know like you know how much play like like playability that gives us in a po- yep. in a pinball game to catch all these Pokemon? Man, like. Oh my god. Like there's not many pinball games that I would like just literally waste time to play pinball, but mm. fuck man, if I could get Pokemon pinball, I would just be playing it for days, catching trying yeah. to catch all the Pokemon like and it's, uh, it's a perfect Switch game. You don't have to have a retail release, just make it an eShop game and here we go. Let's let's do could. it. You could. You could. That's like, all you got to do. Here, 20 You know what though? Pokemon pinball game. The, the other thing about that too is like that could be an easy game where it's like and it's available now. Like, you know what I mean? Just drop it right then after the Direct, and it would be number one in the eShop, yeah. no problem. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to anticipate that. Like, here's Pokemon Pinball. Have fun. Just like, yeah. yes, please, give it to me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, um, yeah. The, um, so, so I mean, we got, we got the Mystery Dungeon remaster or remake or whatever they're calling it. Um, Rescue Team DX. I've never really gotten into any of the Mystery Dungeon games, so I don't. I don't. Have you ever played any of them? No, I haven't. But I decided to hop on to the demo for a few minutes before uh, we started this, so I could just in case you didn't like, you know, want to talk about it. Um, and I have a buddy who like loves the Mystery Dungeon games. Um, and first thing that came to mind when I saw it, because at first I thought it was just a new mystery dungeon. Yeah. And uh the last one on 3DS was apparently not good. Like it was pretty bad. That's what I heard too, yeah. And um and then I saw like the art style, I'm like, "Oof, I do not like this. I do mm-hmm. not li- I like I I don't like the storybook type art style that that game has." And once I started playing the game, I was like, "Yep, still don't like it. This does yeah. not fit. This looks really weird." Um but it actually comes out on my birthday, so we'll like we'll see. Um, like I I want to give it a shot. I just have a feeling that like it'd probably be best to just go back to the Game Boy Advance versions. Yeah, once play the, through that. Once the analog uh hand, analog pocket comes out uh later this year, which I'm mm-hmm. totally gonna get. Uh, play through um play through all all of those that are on Game Boy Advance, and uh, check those out that way. And if I like what's on there then i can you know uh buy the ds versions and play through those as well because like once my buddy told me about what those games were because i never even really cared to even look into what those games were mm-hmm. um when they were coming out uh he kind of explained it to me and showed me i'm like oh this actually totally seems like my kind of thing like my jam so i definitely want to give it a shot on the on the switch and see what happens yeah i'll, I'll probably download the demo tonight and see see if it's something i can get into i do like the fact that more games are starting to do you know if you play the demo and you decide to buy the game your progress travels over uh yeah that that makes me more like willing to play a demo of something as opposed to just mm-hmm. not playing the demo because i don't want to like like when dragon quest 11 s which was like one of my honorable mentions for last year um even though i mean it came out previously uh elsewhere but um that game is phenomenal, and the fact that like you could play like ten hours of that game, and then it would travel over yeah. if you wanted to buy the game, which is just 
amazing. Because, like, especially something like that, a deep RPG, it's like you, you sink all this time into it. It's like a waste of time if you and that, decide that's to buy a, the game. That's after. a lot of game they're giving away for free, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 10 hours. It might have been five, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it was 10 hours. Is it a timer, or is it just a certain point in the story? I, I think it's a timer. I think you can just, like, go. Really? I think Dang. so, yeah. Um, I didn't play a lot of the demo, because I already knew, like, I already knew it was a game I wanted to get anyway, and I, like, mm. touched the demo quickly, and I was like, okay, like, that's enough. I don't even need more of this, because I already know I want it. And I think it was coming out, I think it might have, Whenever it came out last year, it came out, like, sandwiched between a bunch of other games I wanted to play. Yeah, so I think it was, it was like, like, the end of September, I think. Yeah, I was like, there's no point in me getting into this demo right now. I should be trying mm-hmm. to finish some of this other stuff. And uh, I think I was still pretty pretty deep into Three Houses at the time, too. So I just, like, I don't need to add this to the plate. Yeah, I need to finish Three Houses still. I'll I do, too. To, I'll get to I that eventually. What, what house did you pick? Golden Deer. Oh, damn it. Golden Deer. Claude, um, man. Plot is daddy. <laughs> Edelgard is is my oh, choice. No, <laughs> I I I chose initially off of like the overall team, mm-hmm. like that's how I was like looking through like the students and stuff. And I was like, all right, I I like what's here. And then I ended up recruiting like ten other people, so it didn't matter too much. See, I really like Golden Deer because all of them are like all the odd people out of sorts. Okay. Like, if that makes sense, they're like the, the, it's like the motley crew of the three houses. Like, people that just like, all right, this person's here and this person's here. And like, they just, they're just, they all stand out a lot for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I really liked it. I kind of went, like, part of me wishes in hindsight that I did pick Edelgard's house just because that's how you get the true canon ending or whatever. Okay. Um, which you, you have to go down that path to get, to get that ending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Awakening is a top 10 game for oh, me. Oh, so I mean, good. Amazing. A masterpiece. And uh, Three Houses is also very, very great. But it's just, I'm at that point in my life now where I just, like, I don't have the time to replay that game again. Yeah. Unlo- I, like, I don't. That's that's not that's not fair. I don't like the game enough to do that. Yeah. So unless like I haven't gotten to the time skip yet. So unless the time skip like completely blows like my skirt up or something like that, I don't I don't expect to like go back to that game for a long time. Yeah. So um I think we'll I'm see. in the same boat with you. Like I really want to like I want to learn all these characters. I want to learn all their different, uh, like each one's uh, path. Like I want to learn a lot about Demi- uh, Dimitri because he seems like he has a fucked up background, mm-hmm. but he's in the Blue Lions, and I'm just like, well, may- hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blue Lions was like absolutely not the choice I was making. It was between, uh, I can't remember what the Red House Black is called. Eagles Black Eagles and Black Eagles. Yeah, it was it was between the two, and I was like, uh, I want to hang out with Edelgard and. And see what Bernadette is all about. So that's that's where I went. Um, okay, okay. But for, yeah, I can see for me, I, I picked the chick, and I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to date Claude. <laughs> fair enough. Claude, so I mean, it's it's all about tea dates. You know what I mean? You gotta. It's all about the tea yeah. dates. That's um. I mean, that's that's yeah. We'll just leave it at that. I enjoy Fire Emblem. Three houses were good. 
Um, but yeah, Mystery Dungeon, I mean, it's cool. I feel like there's people that were excited for that announcement. Um, but then obviously the bulk of the Pokemon Direct today was about all the additional stuff that's coming to um, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, I I feel like Pokemon Sword and Shield has like a weird reception. There's people that like really hate all of it for, for you know, a number of reasons, whether it's, you know, Dexit or, or you know, what have you. And then yeah. there's, there's um, you know, people like me who, it's like, is it the Breath of the Wild of the Pokemon games? No, but I think it's the best Pokemon game. And I think that's still, like, a positive thing to say about it. Um, and, you know, I think, I think you might have went on to say in your, when you were talking about it in your top ten games of last year, it's more of Pokemon, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's you know, there's not a lot of JRPGs that kind of do what Pokemon does where in regards to collecting monsters and training monsters and, and, and building that team. Like, yeah, there's, I mean, JRPGs, they're, you know, you're, you have squads and, you know, you're leveling up your party and stuff like that. But, like, the whole catching and, and that aspect of things is there's not a lot of games. There's some you know, games here and there, like Final Fantasy Maximus, or or I don't remember what it's called. It might be Maximus. World of Final Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, World of Final Fantasy, yes. Yeah, yes. World of Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good game. I enjoyed that game. Um, but, like, outside of those, there's not a lot of games like that. So, I mean, do I want every game to have its Breath of the Wild? Absolutely. Who wouldn't want your favorite game to have its best version? But Or, like, a br- groundbreaking version. But, uh... I still think this is like an absolutely, you know, slam dunk game. It's, in my opinion, the best Pokemon game to date. Um, I I also similarly had a falling out at some point with Pokemon. It was after uh, after Ruby and Sapphire. I feel like Same. I I kind of just like I never played Diamond and Pearl. I never played Black Black White One and Two. Good and then, for you. <laughs> why did you play them? Or oh yeah, I played I've played every one. It's just like. It just wasn't in, it, uh, starting with Gen 4, I was just like, this doesn't, this isn't what, this isn't the franchise I fell in love with anymore, and I feel yeah. like Sword and Shield is the first game to make me feel that love that I did have, mm-hmm. because, like, it was able to make itself different, but familiar at the same time. Yeah. Where, Which like, is not easy to do, I mean, for, where, especially yeah, like, for an old I, franchise. Yeah, I think I just think Gens four through seven, se- seven tried, but it just didn't. It just wasn't enough, I think. But like four through seven, it was just too much of the same. Mm-hmm. While I think Sword and Shield was the perfect amount of new versus old. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's why I really like so uh like uh Sword and Shield so far. I'm I'm five badges in. I took a break because I had to start playing uh Tokyo Mirage sessions, but. I want to go back and finish that game for sure um, once I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I I played through the whole thing. I probably put like 70-ish hours into it. Um, but I'm also like, over time, I will like complete the Pokedex because that's like, like that's like the the end game stuff for me is like, I like to go around and try to complete my Pokedex. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like really super into the competitive training side of things, which a few other people in past the controller are into that side of things and like like joe he he like always is like trying to teach me how to do it and it is actually like 
interesting. Like I, I like learning about all those aspects and like what people do to like to to make these really perfect IVs and per you know perfect natures, all this stuff. Um, but it's just it's so much work, and I know I'm not gonna like go fight people competitively. So I like I don't I'm not gonna do this. Um, but I, I'm loving it. I mean, I think I think uh, a lot of these things that were shown off today have got me like reinvigorated to jump back in when this stuff launches. Um, I think I think it's a hefty amount of stuff, and I I know I saw a lot of people today online like complaining like, oh, I can't believe you know they're gonna be making us pay whatever thirty dollars twenty nine twenty nine ninety nine for all this stuff, new Pokemon, all these things, and uh, it, it's it's kind of a incorrect way to feel. I mean, I guess you can feel however you want to feel about it, but they typically, you know, a year later or what have you, release a third version or a an updated version. They do, you know, Pokemon Crystal or Pokemon Emerald or I don't know if they did that for Diamond and Pearl. Did they do that for Diamond and Pearl? Uh, I want to say they did, but I can't think of what it would be. I don't know. Um, and then I'm I'm assuming I guess Black and White Two would be the that version of that. But they did Ultra Sun and Moon last yeah, year. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl had Platinum. Diamond and Pearl. Platinum. Had platinum. Yes, I, yeah. I thought there was which, one. And I which remember. a lot of people, like a lot of people in the Pokemon community, consider one of the, if not the best Pokemon. Game. Interesting. Like a lot of, like I know a lot of people that like that that love Pokemon that like ride or die platinum interesting so. like i i love pokemon so like at some point i should probably go back and play through mm -hmm. at least a part a portion of the games that i missed um i yeah i think there's like reasons to play through all of them but just like nothing that like it wasn't anything that just really made me really love pokemon again because pokemon was the first franchise that i fell in love with as a kid yeah so and which yeah, I mean, I, i'm sure like that's for a lot of people you know I mean, for me, it was like I was having this conversation with someone else today because they were like aggravated with a lot of these Pokemon announcements, and we were talking about it. And I was like, for me, like I got Pokemon Red when it came out. I was, I don't know, probably like six or seven years. How old would I think it came out? Ninety six or ninety eight? Ninety seven. Yeah. So right. yeah, so we would have been like eight years old, and I like I remember getting that game. And prior to that, I had never played a JRPG before. So like. Not only did Pokemon, like, make me fall in love with Pokemon, but it made me, like, discover JRPGs. So, like, for that reason That's, alone. And, and it's crazy, because, like, I don't even, like, think about Pokemon as a JRPG, but it is. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly, yeah. So, but yeah, it came out in 98, uh, September 28th, 98 in the U.S. Okay, yeah. So, like, for me, like, Pokemon holds, like, a lot of specialness for me simply mm -hmm. because a it's pokemon and b it made me fall in love with so many other games that would go on to be some of my favorite games of all time and yeah you know who knows if i would have discovered them the same way or at the same point in my life if i never played pokemon um mm -hmm. but the point that i was trying to get to that now i forget was <laughs> that um yeah i don't know so you but, just like just like how just like how you fell off of Pokemon until until now? Oh yeah, so I I fell off Pokemon until now, and um, I feel like with these this new edition, people are complaining that they're adding all this new stuff and making us pay for it. When some people feel like like the two hundred plus Pokemon or what have you should have been there to begin with, or the game lacked a lot of end game stuff and all these things. But if we were going back to 
you know, literally the last gen of Pokemon, which was only a few years ago, we we got the same stuff, but in the form of a full price game a year later, where instead it's you're meeting in the middle, you're getting it six months later and it's half the price and instead of buying ultra uh sun sword and shield and you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of it's not as bad because you're you're literally not having to buy a second game. I think um I don't know, because originally when I, like, when I originally heard about the whole Dexit, National Dex thing, I was like, well, that sounds really fucking stupid. Why are they, why are, why are they, like, only so many being included in the game? And then they're, like, they're taking out moves, and I was just like, this doesn't, this doesn't sound right. And then I, like, kind of, like, we did more research on it, and honestly, like, at the end of the day, I think from just a principle standpoint, I don't like it. Just due to the fact of like looking at big picture things like competitive play and just how in like you know, every entry since up to this point had everything. Yeah. And now that it doesn't, it's just kinda like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. But like from just me personally as a consumer. I don't care that much just due to the fact that I know that I'm not one of those people that's trying to play Pokedex every time a new Pokemon comes out. Yeah. So I think on the grand scheme of things, a lot of people don't really care. But I think from a principal aspect and mm. a bigger picture aspect, it it does feel kind of wrong. Um, yeah. And I also, especially because now that it's like, okay, we're doing these two expansions and we're adding more Pokemon in. Even though we said in originally we couldn't do that, and yeah, now it's yeah. just like okay, well hold on now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of you know um, stepping stepping back instead of stepping forward about about you know these things, and it's like oh okay, so if these expansions can add more Pokemon, then in the future are you going to release like a free update that adds the rest? Or so I think that could be possible. Because if because now they're in this spot where they kind of went back on what they once said. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, oh, that seems a little like it's not. It doesn't seem like dirty per se, but it's just like, hey, like if you would have been up front in the beginning, like, hey, we're going to we're starting off with this because this is all that like the cartridge can handle or mm-hmm. whatever it may be or um. And we're going to add the rest later in updates. That would have been a different story. Yeah. Um. But saying like we can only do this many, and now it's like okay, we're gonna like double the amount of Pokemon in the game now, but you have to pay thirty dollars, and it comes with this expansion. Like I feel like if it came in a separate update from the expansion for free, yeah. then I w- it would have been more okay. But including it into the expansion, again, it just feels kind of wrong. So I, I get that part of it. Um, but with the, so with the additional Pokemon in particular, that side of it, so there's an update that rolled out today for the game that um, one of the additions is those Pokemon aren't there yet, but... Mm-hmm. If you so if I if I choose to not buy the the expansion, someone else can still trade me any of those other Pokemon 
and they can come into my game. And that was part of the update today. And the other part of it is um, that's even that feels even worse now. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, you can uh, get you can get your Pokemon just from some rando online or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know. Well, so and, there's oh. that, <laughs> there's that, but then also with uh, Pokemon Home, which they said that is supposed to come out next month now. Um, yeah. You can at you can obviously take your Pokemon from the Pokemon Bank that way as well without having yeah. to actually buy the expansion. But I do That's I do true. get it. But um, yeah. I I feel like I I feel like part of it is maybe they weren't in, intending on adding all of these Pokemon, but because of all of the Dexit nonsense around the launch, that maybe they decided to start adding that to this expansion. I feel like they would have. I, I think I think this was the plan from the get go. The get go because like, yeah. even if uh, it's coming out, what when's the first one coming out? Uh, June? Uh, June, yeah, yeah. So June. I don't know if they could fix change all those things in within a year's time. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe. Uh, like it. It really doesn't matter for that fact. That fact, but like. I don't know. I just feel like that they kind of put themselves in this position, especially now with the whole with the adding the new Pokemon thing. Like, I don't know. Um, like for again for me, I don't really care. But from an objective standpoint, it feels a little bit wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can get behind that. I can I can see that side of it at least. But yeah. I, I think I'm in the same boat as you, where I was fine with the 400 Pokemon that were in the game to begin with. I'm fine that they're adding more. I didn't Mm -hmm. need more. Um, Where there's some, like, Pokemon that I have a connection to that weren't there, yeah, probably. And that maybe they're coming in this update, probably. But I don't, like, I'm not that invested so much, whereas to... Mm -hmm. I could see maybe if you were in the competitive scene and it's like, oh, I usually, you know, have this person on my team for a specific reason. They're not in the game. This sucks. I could see that being, like, part of your your dismay with the game. Um, But outside of the additional Pokemon, like, some of the other stuff that they showed off, like, I'm excited that they're going to add basically two, hopefully, bigger areas to explore. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the closest thing we've gotten to something since uh, Johto, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the, the, the second expansion actually looks a little more enticing to me than the first one. The first one yeah, seems... Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, the first one seems a little more narrative driven and i mean i don't really ever play pokemon games for the narrative and i didn't think that the narrative in sword and shield was you know anything stellar or super strong anyway um so i'm not like clamoring to get more dialogue to clip through um Mm -hmm. but the second expansion which is set in you know with with more of a exploration tone i'm I'm excited about that um yeah i i feel like that uh gamers as a whole we're just really in uh, enticed by snow levels in games. So when you see something <laughs> that like can snow, <laughs> you're just like, oh, there's a snow place we're going to? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just like... Because, uh, like, when I play certain games where I know there can be, like, different weather outside of uh, outside of sunny, yeah. like, I, I, I wait for... like I, I, I'm like, man, I really wish it was, like, raining in this game. Like, it hardly rains in this game when it, I know it can rain. And then when it rains, I'm like, Oh, it's raining finally. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like it's cool when you get those weather experiences that aren't just oh, it's sunny out or it's partly cloudy. Like you get actual I don't know, that's uh, that was like one of the things that I really liked about um 
you know, when I ex exploring Hoenn for the first time, like it was in color and you could like see the rain droplets and it's like, oh, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, that um, was awesome. I so. think the only time I don't like snow in a video game is when it's a platformer. I don't need to be sliding around on platforms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't be giving me that nonsense. The rest of the game is like tight controls and now you get me slipping around. Um, but yeah, I mean, they showed off the fact that it seems all of the legendary Pokemon will turn at some point, which is, is kind of cool, but I expected that anyway. They've done that in plenty of previous Pokemon games through like mystery yeah. gifts or, or other types of things, um, special events yeah. and stuff. What, yeah, that makes me happy. What is really cool, though, is I don't know if you caught the glimpse of what seemingly looks like Galarian versions of the original three birds, because that shit was dope. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. I don't know, like, so here's, here's the thing. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the whole, uh, regional versions of Pokemon. Cause okay. like, I get it. You gotta expand, you gotta grow, but it's just like, it just, it, just as someone like, call me a purist, call me whatever the fuck you want. But like, it's just, when it came to, at least when it came up to like everything up to gen seven, or Gen 6, I would say, because, you know, they in, end up introducing fairy types then. Um, at least everything, like, the the expansion that they went with, like, made sense. Like, based off of, like, what we knew about the world and, like, what we knew about Pokemon. Yeah. And now it's, and, like, when it got to Gen 6, it's like, oh, these Pokemon were actually fairy types the whole time. It's just like, okay. And yeah. then when it came to uh, Alola, it's like, oh, there's these same Pokemon you know and love that are different uh, in this region due to the weather or whatever, the climate. And it's just like, okay, like, I yeah. guess, yeah. you know, like, I love, like, I love Alolan Bullpix and Alolan Nine, Ninetales. I like Alolan Raichu, but it's just like, it just doesn't make, it, 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 you're kind of, it's starting to become nonsensical for me that, mm -hmm. um, so that's you know another reason why like I don't like the like I don't like the idea of the Galarian region Pokemon, and so now when it comes to like oh these legendary Pokemon that depending on who you ask there's one of in the entire world or yeah. there's like a very 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 slim few like oh there's Galarian versions now I'm just like, what okay the the, like, the like the overall narrative of Pokemon doesn't make any sense for like all those reasons because it's like how come you yeah. have we have all this technology in this world but like I don't know that the people that are over in the Gala region have all these things like how do I not know about these things we ha we're on a computer yeah. right now like yeah 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 exactly so it's just it's for me it's like I've accepted a, a long time ago that just Pokemon is go is not going the direction that I wish it went. Um, but what it's doing, it works. So, and you know, uh, and I really, I'm thoroughly enjoying my time with Pokemon, uh, Sword and Shield. So, um, I hope, uh, originally, um, I won't, we won't go much, much longer on this. Originally when, uh, the Switch was announced, I was, I was thinking that like our next games were going to be like, or we would at least get games similar to like Pokemon Coliseum or Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness mm -hmm. because it's like finally we're getting new Pokemon adventures on a console like yes, yes it's a handheld too but it's a console it's like it's like 
console quality game. And I was and like Pokemon Coliseum and XD of Gale of Darkness, specifically the latter. Fuck, those are good games. They are so much fun, and like it brought something new that like to me made sense in that world. And like I loved exploring all the different areas. Like man, the music slapped. Like I want another game like that. I want another like it doesn't like it doesn't have to be. You know, it's not a game where you're getting badges. It's a game where you're exploring and there's like a narrative that you're trying to solve or something, whatever it may be. You have an objective that isn't collecting badges. Yeah. And man, like the Shadow Lugia, like you had to like defeat that and like convert it. Man, like what great games. And I really want them to make another one like that. And I know that is probably not going to happen, but that's what I want. That's like really what I want from Pokemon right now. Uh, an amazing like what what would actually be really cool is what they probably won't do for many reasons but instead of like making more let's go games on the off years of putting out like a sword and shield if they did like a spin-off game that was like that where it was like you're just this trainer or person who like you get some pokemon and you're doing this whole other thing you're just on this yeah. whole other quest that has nothing to do with being the champion you're just trying yeah. to you know solve some issues or something yeah that'd it was be, cool that'd be actually pretty dope yeah because i can call see him like your beginning pokemon were umbreon and espeon i'm like that's cool yeah and then the other one you had eevee and you got to choose whether or not what you wanted to evolve it into i'm like that's cool mm-hmm. like you know um i don't know i just i just uh miss those type of uh those type of things from pokemon and hopefully in the future we get something like that again in like 15 to 20 years they'll reboot Pokemon and it will be like Kanto, but everything will exist. All of the Pokemon will be there. You'll be some new trainer on some different quest. And that's as close as we'll get to like a new cohesive narrative in the Pokemon universe. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if we'll actually get the fact that they're going to go this DLC route with sword and shield. I don't know if we're actually going to get, a new mainline game anytime soon because I could see them like fleshing it out. You don't think so? Or I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they will like not anytime soon that we'll get a new game, right? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I think they'll probably continue down this DLC road and you know, maybe we get DLC packs that are like you go to Kanto or you go to Johto or wherever and that be part of it. Um, <sighs> I can see uh, that being a route they go. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be kind of it would be kind of amazing to go back to those towns like in this new way of playing Pokemon. I don't I don't think that would happen just due to the fact that th- there's a leveling system in Pokemon. So, you know, and when you finish like uh freaking the base game you're normally around levels 55 to 65 somewhere around there so Mm -hmm. you made all those additions with the story and like it would just be ridiculous like you know you you wouldn't be able to really do any sort of progression with your pokemon like it's one of those things like it's one of those things like i wish that for me i wish that the games made it so your pokemon your team at the end of the day like does progress to 100 because like after that, like, it is so hard to grind your yeah. Pokemon to 100, like, so I, I kind of wish that that was a thing where you could just, uh, where the games were designed that by the time you 
get to the elite four you're like nearing level 100 so Mm. you just don't have to worry about all that after beating the game yeah no that that is they've at least made some like some of the quality of life things in sword and shield are are like really apparent and for people that like do train a little more competitively there's a lot of quality of life things there to to make like getting perfect natures and ivs and all that stuff better but there's a lot of additional things in this game that can help you level up your pokemon quicker um mm-hmm. like you get yeah, yeah. like like specific things from like raid battles and stuff like that uh the only other yeah. thing from the presentation today that that got me kind of excited is uh unfortunately again another reason why the second dlc pack looks better to me is that um there's gonna be it seems like i mean in the game now when like there's other people other real people running around in the wild area but you don't really interact with them but it seems like in the second update you'll actually be able to play with your friends and run together in the wild area i think the second island or whatever it is area is all wild area Mm -hmm. and i think you're able to link up with your friends and and like adventure together so yeah i think i think that's a an like just another additional thing to get me back in the game Um, yeah that'd be that'd be cool i'm pretty excited about that um before we wrap things up here since we're a little bit over the time which is fine but i don't want to keep you too long um one of the things that we always ask people when they come on the show, I don't. It, it started off as this like I, I don't at this point I don't even know how or why it started. Mike, do you remember why we asked this question? Uh, I don't know. You were hungry. Uh, that that's always the truth. But <laughs> for some reason, it, it came up in in outside of having guests. We always talk about like our fast food rankings. So okay. we we pitch to our guest. One of two, or you can answer both if if you would uh, okay. Okay. want to. So basically, okay. where do you like for you? What is like your number one fast food joint? Fuck. Um. And then to give you a moment to think, the other question, if you want to answer it, is you're in Nevada, right? Or you're in Las Vegas? Or hold on, it's pronounced Nevada. Oh, I apologize. Nevada. No, it's okay. It's okay. 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 You don't know. You're ignorant, but it's Nevada. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, some people in Missouri are like, it's Missouri. Yeah. Wait, is it really called Missouri? I mean, they say, I think they're named Missouri. A lot of people from Missouri, like, depending on where you're from in Missouri, they call it Missouri. Everyone in Nevada says Nevada. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I not, mean, no. I, there's a similar thing over here where in Massachusetts and, like, a lot of our, like, cities and towns. We all pronounce specific ways, but everyone who doesn't live here, like, like, so we live in Salem, but the town over is, is spelt P-E-A-B-O-D-Y. So for, for most people, it would be pronounced Peabody, but we, that's not how people in Massachusetts pronounce it. It's Peabody. Uh-huh. And I mean, there's other towns like Worcester, which if I were to spell it out and I don't think I could, it doesn't look like how it. It does not look like Worcester. It looks like Worcester, like Worcester basically. Or uh-huh. same thing. We have we have a bunch of towns like that, like Gloucester. People would pronounce mm-hmm. it Gloucester. So I like I totally get like the the. No, I'm gonna say it wrong, so I'm not gonna say it. Mm. Ne- Nevada. 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 Yeah, Nevada. 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 Ne- no, okay. Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. 
I'm gonna mess that up the next time I bring it up. Um, but but the other question being, um, are there other like non like national chains or national restaurants or oh, okay. whatever that like are local sure. to you that we can't have anywhere else? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my favorite fast food place. That's hard, man. Um, it's not easy. I would probably there's, say there's one wrong answer. That's all. There's one wrong answer in my opinion. So as long as you don't okay, say I'm that, I'm probably not going to. I'm probably not going to say it then. But okay. Um, my like the one that like I like. So like, okay. So if we're talking about like, I mean, I consider it. I consider it. I consider it fast food. So I would probably say like my favorite fast food place is Wingstop. Okay. Do we have those here? Because I love wings. I but I don't know if... Do you guys have Wingstop over there? I don't know. I think there was one Everett next to the Pizza Hut. I don't think that's there anymore. Well, I well, think it was there. Okay. Yeah. We don't have a lot of yeah, those if we do. So, yeah, so Wingstop is like kind of like the, the fast food wing place. Like, it's not... It's not, um... Like, super low quality. Like, you know, you pay like... I pay... Like, I went today and I paid like $13 for like an eight-piece. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, not bad. Um, but, uh, out, like, of your more traditional fast foods, like, me and my fiance, we always go to McDonald's. We, like, we, we like McDonald's. You That's know totally I mean? fine. McDonald's is, yeah. is, I yeah. think, oh, I would say overall McDonald's is probably the best. Yeah, I love, I love McDonald's. Uh, I really like Subway. I know a lot of people don't, but I like Subway. Um, I, I really like, um, I don't know, I really like everything about it, like, it just it just tastes like I you know we have porta subs we like porta subs is great I prefer Subway like you know there's Jimmy John's we have Jimmy John's Jimmy John's is great I prefer Subway um, I I could crush Subway I'm fine with Subway we used to have Quiznos a lot too but there's like no Quiznos anymore that is still a thing yeah Quiz yeah Quiznos isn't super popular um but yeah and then when it comes to like local food well in Vegas if you ever go to Vegas. You need to eat at Gordon Ramsay Burger in Planet Hollywood. That's like my favorite place to eat. Period. Like, okay, and it's not super expensive. Uh, you think because it's Gordon Ramsay, like you to get everything, like to get the like full experience, which is a burger, fries, which you can share with one other person. There's it's, there's plenty enough to share with one person, and a shake. You're looking at maybe fifty dollars. That's not bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean um, for a good burger, I'm I'm down to to drop some cash for a good burger. Yeah, maybe fifty dollars after tip. Like, it's not it's not bad at all. No, it's not um, bad. And yeah, it is it is so good. Like, whenever me and my fiance come down to Vegas, we always make sure we go there. Um, mm-hmm. I went there like a few weeks ago, and it was delicious. Um, <clears throat> I'm on board. Uh, and then also in Reno, uh, where I'm from, uh. Or while I'm currently living, uh, there's a local burger place known as Beefies. It's like a hole in the wall place. Super great, super great burgers. Um, they ha- always have like a burger of the month. So there's like you know they have all these like very out of the ordinary burgers. Like there was like one with like lobster once. Jeez. There was yeah there was like a mac and cheese burger once. Um, it's really cool. Like you know. You know, they ask you, like, how you want your burger, like, you know, you can choose what you want on your burger, like, all that, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if you, like, anyone who's listening, whether it be you guys or anyone else, 
next time you have like a proper burger, not like a fast food or anything. And next time you have a proper burger, put put an egg on it. Like eat it with an egg. And I promise you, you'll never go back. <laughs> you'll never go back. Have Every you time ever I had a burger on an egg, an egg on a burger. Uh like a fried egg? Like yeah. a fried egg, yeah. 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 I've had like a burger that that advertised itself as like a breakfast burger of sorts and like it had a, a fried egg on it. Did it change your life? Um I think it's ruined my cholesterol a bit, but other than that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like ev- Cause I think the first time I had one was when I went to Gordon Ramsay Burger, like, cause it was like a, a sandwich with a egg on it, and I was just like, wow. So whenever I go to any place where I can, like, you know, a proper burger place, I ask them to put an egg on my burger. It's especially if you have a really cheesy burger too, cause then the yolk just meshes with the cheese, and it's just oh, okay. that's so good. So Are good. you if, if for the ideal burger for you from anywhere? Is it? Open fire or flat top for you? Um, I'm indifferent. I like okay. my burgers medium rare. Okay. Uh, you know, medium, me, uh, medium rare normally. Um, medium at the very most cooked. Like, if you do anything else than that, like, why are you eating a burger? Like, you get no flavor. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. Don't eat it rare though. You don't want to. You don't want E. coli or anything. <laughs> like you don't want anything. You don't yeah. want any sickness. But yeah, um, medium rare is normally what I go for. I could. I could. Re- this. This diet or whatever I'm on right now does not have burgers in the menu. And a burger sounds amazing right now. Yeah. I, and then I, the last. Yeah. And then um, uh, two other places worth mentioning. Uh, so every summer there's a food truck. Uh event called food truck friday that happens every friday from like the end of may to like the beginning of september or something like that that sounds like heaven Uh, yeah it's great it's just a bunch of food trucks and uh i lit like me and my fiance move right next to the park where they hold the event specifically so we can just walk over like literally (laughs) that was the primary reason we moved here i mean that's a good reason yeah and there's this plate there's this food truck called still rolling where they do egg rolls Okay. And they have this buffalo mac egg roll where it's just buffalo chicken, mac and cheese with buffalo sauce. That sounds incredible. It it is incredible. Like you remember like I don't know if you were following me on Twitter yet at the time, but you remember did you see me uh whenever I posted pictures of it? I would always post a picture when I get it. And everyone I, was just I probably have seen you post it. I actually did you go to the Gordon Ramsay place recently cuz I feel like I've Yeah, seen... that was me. That okay, was me. yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, every time I go there, like I take a picture of it cause it's just so good. And everyone's just like, yo, where do I go to get that? <laughs> I'm going to be and, scrolling um, your feed later after this to, to look for a picture. Of oh, this now. <laughs> that was months ago. I might have a picture like in my, in my, you know, my <laughs> it's, it's camera the background roll or something of your like phone that. right now. Yeah. My camera roll or something like that. Um, but it's yeah, that, that place is super good. And they have like this garlic aioli sauce that you, you can use for both your fries or your egg roll i i use it for both it's it's meant to be for your fries but i i got to side once just huh, dip in the old egg roll too and man so good um so that's a really great place and then the last place it was called um gourmet okay and it's a grilled cheese uh store like you know uh fast food place it's not fast food and um you basically, you know, there's a menu, which it originally was a food truck, 
and then it became so popular they were able to like just build it into a small little building yeah next to next to the university uh in reno and it's just a grilled cheese place with a bunch of different grilled cheeses like there's even like a dessert grilled cheese there and yeah. they again like because I, I just love buffalo chicken like they have a buffalo chicken melt and it's so good it's just I'm, so good i i get down with a buffalo chicken anything pretty much but there's there's a similar place here called Roxy's that was a food truck for a long time, and mm-hmm. they still do food truck events and stuff. But they also have like a, I think they have like one or two brick and mortar spots now. But they actually, uh, they the last two years have been one of the like, I'm sure you've been to plenty of trade shows. So like you don't need me to tell you like, the food in convention centers is usually not great. No. But the the place where Pax East is actually like slowly getting better because it's allowing outside parties to like do things okay. in there so the grilled cheese place the past few years has been in there which is like oh. amazing but because okay. the for the most part for the rest of the convention it's like convention food it's like the line for the grilled cheese place is fucking bonkers so it's like almost just not even worth waiting in the line but yeah yeah it, Pax... they... go ahead they they have really good grilled cheeses. Like I a gr- I think grilled cheese is like one of the best underrated sandwiches of ever. So like yeah. a good grilled cheese, but with anything else in it too, is just a good sandwich. So I'm, yeah, for I'm sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Pax West didn't have a whole lot of food options either. Like they had Subway, which is fine with me. I was like, oh, I like Subway, but um, yeah. they had Subway, and that was like uh, about it. Like they didn't have a, a much else. They had like a Starbucks down the street. It was in the very middle of like Seattle, so like you know, yeah, um. But I'm looking forward to checking out uh, the venue and everything when go to PAX East. Uh, gosh, in a less than two months now. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's I mean, I was gonna say it's gonna be cold, and normally it would be cold, but I don't know. I feel like global warming is a real thing, and this potentially could not be cold. But I would plan yeah, for it to be pretty cold that week because you for for PAX East it usually flip flops. Like one year it will be early, like it is this year, and the next year it'll be like somewhere in March or maybe like towards April. So it's a lot warmer in New England mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Or in like February is like probably the coldest month for us. So okay. it'll be uh very, very cold. But the I've we've never been to Pax West, but from what I understand, Pax West is like kind of spread out in different hotels in, in like a little area. Um, not for for the public, no. Like for those that have like um meetings and and uh behind closed door appointments and stuff then yeah there's like a hotel next to the convention center where they host a lot of that stuff so for for pax east pretty much everything is contained in a humongous convention center but Uh there's also a hotel attached so like in that attached hotel which you don't have to go outside to get to yeah you can sometimes there's things in there as well um yeah because i got to oh go ahead go ahead well, that whole area over there, there's like there's a lot of good restaurants and like a lot of good food. The only problem is that there's so many people in town for packs. It's like mm-hmm. you're better off like taking an Uber or Lyft like 15 minutes in a different direction if you wanted to get like food and not be overwhelmed by swarms of people. Yeah. See, I don't know. Uh, we haven't found. Uh, we haven't uh, settled on a place yet because because uh, Celia is coming as well, um, and we. Uh, we're actually flying into New York to spend a few days in New York before oh, nice. we take a train down because, like, like this is the closest we are, we've ever been to uh, New York. 
might as well actually go there for a few days. Yeah. So you we're should gonna... totally check out the Nintendo store. Like, as, oh, one hundred percent. As dumb as it sounds, it's fucking amazing. No, one hundred percent. Like we we found a place like maybe a ten minute walk from the Nintendo store. Nice. So as a for Airbnb, so we're just um, so you know we're gonna go down there and um. I want to try and go see Hamilton on Broadway, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, is it still always sold out? I don't even know. No tickets aren't. No tickets. Tickets, tickets aren't that bad anymore. Oh um, really? Okay. Yeah, I looked. I was like, tickets uh, for like, uh, orchestra was like two hundred each. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, it, like for for Broadway. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to a show, like, I feel like that's that's the show to go to. Yeah, exactly. Because that's that's like. Um, that's the one that she really wants to go to. So that's uh, because I, I like because she plays it in the car all the time. I'm like I like Hamilton. Like you know, I like the music. Like it's cool. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind going to see a show there. Um, but it depends on like just how much money we have saved saved up because like right now I'm currently like kind of in between jobs mm-hmm. and uh, I just like got my driver's license, so I'm gonna just start like door dashing and like doing all that stuff to and just like basically work as much as i can to save up as much money as i can for that trip because the more money that we have the more fun you have so exactly yeah i'm excited it'll be a good time it's your and it's your first time coming to massachusetts too yeah um i might have gone there when i because i went to dc for a, a band trip my senior year of high school so i might have like just cruised through massachusetts but i don't think i uh i haven't like stayed there or anything yeah. proper that's cool so. i mean it's home for us but it's it's enjoyable. I enjoy it. I like yeah. I like living here. So, yeah, but for sure. Before we wrap things up, you know, first of all, thank you so much for coming on tonight. But no problem. Take take the next moment to like plug all your stuff, like whatever mm-hmm. Dual Shocker stuff, other stuff, whatever you want to plug. Where can people find you? Get in touch with you. All that good stuff. Let people know so that our audience can come check you out and, and get down with you. For sure. Uh, yeah, you can uh, follow me. I write at dualshockers.com. Uh, you can check check that site out. Um, a lot of great writers on that site. And um, we, uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at the Cinephile Guy um, or uh, Instagram. Is all the social medias. That's basically what my tag is. And uh, yeah, um, just right now, just uh, working on uh, reviewing some games and. Uh, working on some other projects to be announced in the future so nice. if you are interested in any of that you can follow me on twitter and you'll hear about it first then there <laughs> nice and uh yeah if, if anyone listening is interested in you said you were gonna potentially start streaming metal gear do you already have like a twitch stuff set up or uh i only the only thing i really need to do now is get a capture card okay so uh, i'm just waiting to get that and then once i get that i'll, I'll uh start streaming uh basically whenever i'm playing something that isn't something i'm re- i'm reviewing for the most part nice so um yeah and then also uh any uh there's any uh kind of funny best friends listening uh i am running for up and comer 2020 so if you don't have anyone that you're voting for yet uh you can vote for me uh and if even if you don't vote for me vote for somebody because this opportunity can change people's lives. It already Absolutely. has. Like it's yeah. proven that it's changed people's lives for the better. And like, you know, for me, like I want to one day work at like kind of funny or IGN or GameSpot. Like I want to work in that with the, like in that environment, uh, the dream of mine. So like, 
even if you don't vote for me like there's so many great people out here like there's brendan you can vote for there's kyle stevenson from trophy room uh that you can vote for he's great emma watkins jr he's great like even if you don't like regardless if you know these names or not like (laughs) if you're in the community vote for somebody because that vote could like potentially change their lives forever absolutely so please vote for somebody it just you know what and vote in general you know next year this yeah, year yeah. you know in the fall vote as well yeah just oh yeah yeah and vote, vote yeah vote 2020 please yeah. <laughs> just vote in general because it makes a difference um please yeah i'm not gonna tell you who you should vote for because like that i don't know that feels like wrong to me but like vote vote like, yeah vote <laughs> your voice 100 matters in both of these scenarios and yeah. i'm sure every other scenario that asks for votes um but cool yeah we really appreciate you coming on um i I like i like seeing what you're up to on the internet watching seeing you tweet about things in real time and and reading your stuff on blue shockers i'm a big fan so uh, you know i really again anyone that takes the time to come on here and talk to us about the stuff that we're all passionate about you know i really appreciate it um so thanks again of course man coming on oh thank you thank you for uh inviting me on and uh as always if you're listening to the show, you can find all of our stuff at pastthecontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller. You can find me at bgroom and this guy at underscore mycopath. Mm. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Control Podcast, episode 178.